Well, hello everyone. Welcome to GG in the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thanks for being with me today at my podcast. I have a lot to talk about. Do not leave me today because I'm talking about Jeremy Renner. I'm talking about Taylor Swift. I am talking about succession. I'm talking about a bakery in Austin and bacon. I'm talking about a lot of stuff today. So stay with me. But first I want to, I want to talk about Easter. And um, I want to talk about a trade show we went to. I'm going to jump in about the trade show first. When you go to a trade show, we just got back from one, you exchange a lot of business cards and you meet a lot of people from a lot of different places, countries, things they do. It's, uh, it's invigorating um, to always meet new people. When people discover I'm a podcaster and I've been doing it for five, six years now, um, they want to know my topic. They want to put me in a pigeonhole of what I talk about, and that's impossible to do because when we launched this version of me podcasting, the GG and the 561, I didn't want to have a certain topic that I was locked into. So it's general topics, which makes me very, very happy so that I can talk about anything and everything like I'm going to do today. So let's start with Easter. It just happened. It was so wonderful for brunch. Gary and I used his mother's uh, china from uh, one one set of her china that we now have. Uh, it's from a company in England uh, that was purchased. I'm thinking about around 2000 by the Wedgwood Company, and she always used that set for a special occasion like Easter. So we used them for our brunch, but then our main meal of the day was shared with our dear, dear friends where much laughter happens. Yeah, we talk serious stuff too, but we kid each other and we, the, our friend is a great cook. He's a gourmet cook. The other one is quite an artist in many ways. So he, he iced this fabulous cake in the most artistic way, but mainly breaking bread, having great cocktails together before dinner. It was all so beautifully executed, but it's really about the breaking bread together as friends, as really good friends, and and knowing each other, knowing each other and knowing what goes on, the trust, the loyalty there as friends. And it's it is uh, something Gary and I are very grateful for, which leads me in to gratitude. And I I saw Jeremy Renner. I don't know if you saw him on Kimmel. The thing about the late night shows, you can catch what you want to see online the next day. And so it's brilliant. You don't have to watch commercials and stuff like that. But he was literally crushed under a snowplow. There he was on the show. He did use a cane, but he was walking, doing great. His entire body was crushed. Everyone knows his story about being run over by this snowplow, trying to protect his nephew. But the thing that really struck me, he said he was fortunate in that none of his vital organs were hit or were, were you know, were damaged. His liver a little bit, one lung was collapsed, and he had an entire body of broken bones. 
But the thing about him that just struck me so much, and I loved him in Born Legacy and some of the Mission Impossible movies, handsome, really fun, effective actor. But his humility and his gratitude for being alive, even though, yeah, okay, he's walking with a cane, his life has changed dramatically, his family was there for him, and he gave shout-outs to them, but he was thinking about others even during all of this devastating injury. This, He was thinking about his, his head, literally one eye popped out of his head from the weight, and his young, or I, I don't know the age of his nephew, but he was seeing this, and while he was under the snowplow, his thoughts were about his nephew and the trauma that his nephew was going through, and and this past weekend, he took family to, and he was on an electric scooter, but he took family to Six Flags, to Magic Mountain, to, for them, thinking about them, his generosity, his soul of caring for other people and thinking of others just was so profound. And it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And, and there was a saying that came through one of my social medias this morning. It says, be happy with the little things you have and smile because people with nothing still smile. And through our travels, this is something we we see all the time. We go to areas of tremendous poverty sometimes. And yet the little kids and their their families, they're they're they may be cooking beside the, the road with a some kind of a grill and they're cooking fish or, or whatever they may be cooking. The kids are, they're not dressed great, but they're smiling, they're playing, they're laughing and they come up and they're, they're so full of joy. They don't know what they don't have. They even know what they do have and they're smiling about life. And I just think there is so much lesson to be learned about that. Um, the good thing about this podcast um, is when people want to know what I podcast about and I say general topics, we're beholden to no one. And, and as I go through and I see so much on social media and, and I think all of this realness that, that Jeremy Renner brings to being an actor, to being in the spotlight and yet talking about his, his own gratitude for, for many things. Um, you see people promoting and, and making money off of everything they do. It's it's really about that. And I'm so glad we're not beholden to anyone with Gigi in the 561. We don't take sponsorships. We don't. Anything I talk about, I'm not being given one thing for it. Anything that I'm talking about on this podcast, any product I'm talking about, they're not paying me for that, people. So when I talk about it, it is what it is. Rolling Stone, though, I do wonder what they're getting from talking about Taylor Swift and her breakup. When did Rolling Stone get to the point of talking about someone's personal life, breakup? I, and I get it. I get it if you're Fleetwood Mac back in the day. That's a huge story. Taylor Swift, I'm not sure how many boyfriends she's had. And then it, it seems to morph into music for her, songs that she writes about. That's what I read anyway. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. 
Uh, okay, don't leave me after talking about Taylor Swift. You're going to want to know about this this Austin Bakery thing so from 1962, so stick around. But let's talk about shows that people go crazy over. They can't let it go. They dissect them. They talk about them. They're, it's an obsession. Succession is one of those. Had a big, a big thing happen if you saw the latest episode. Um, but I want to talk about some of these shows that I mentioned, Sopranos, that's still being talked about. What does it mean? What does that ending mean? What does it really mean? I don't know. Breaking Bad, iconic shows. These are shows that I've watched and, and liked very much, but there are people do obsess about it. That's what's happening with Succession right now. But I want to talk about Brian Cox, who played Logan Roy in that show. I have liked him since, ooh, ooh, probably the mid uh, first first decade somewhere along in there of of the 21st century, where he played a, an agent in the movie Red. The real star of the show, of course, was Bruce Willis, who was a retired agent and got pulled back into intrigue and drama. My favorite part of Red, the movie, I didn't even watch Red 2 because I didn't want to ruin how I felt about Red 1, was Brian Cox and Helen Mirren. They were kind of a thing, and he's this badass Russian, and when she is wounded and he's carrying her, it's the sweetest thing because he is kind of a rough acting actor and kind of gruff when he's interviewed. And if you know his favorite thing to say, you'll know what I'm talking about. I won't say it on here. Um, but he was interviewed on Stephen Colbert uh, after he was uh, concluded. I just saw it, actually. And he he looked so cool. He had on a red shirt that was buttoned up and looked like he had red boots. It was really hard to tell. They looked like maybe suede and sunglasses. And while he comes across as very gruff and very... Uh, um, I, he doesn't watch himself on film so he's not that gruff he's not that he's not his skin isn't that it isn't that thick because he really doesn't like to see himself he doesn't think he looks that good on screen it's it's very hard for him to watch himself but what I enjoyed him talking about, the, the role that he played of Logan Roy, the head of this incredibly dysfunctional, horrible family, what it shows you is that no matter what your spot is in the world, you are your family's messed up. I mean, it is messed up and big time messed up. But I just think... Uh, the seeing him play this this really tough character and then when he talks about the character steps back from it and talks about it he thinks it's a very misunderstood character and he wants people to to understand different nuances of it and i thought it was funny because kind of aren't we all that way i think if you come across as a strong person a strong woman um people have they they form their ideas. They have the perception of you as X. They like with the business cards. What do you podcast about? They want to slide you into a slot where they're comfortable. Okay, I, I know 
I know about this person. When in reality, a person can be tough and soft and vulnerable and a million different things, not can be, are all of these different things as human beings and as characters, fictional characters that are written by tremendously talented writers. It's all in the hands of the writers. They make absolutely everything happen for the actor. And the, the writing can be so, so brilliant. My favorite, I will end about succession on my favorite, Roman, played brilliantly by Kieran Culkin. And, uh, and the, the uh, character's name, um, is Jerry on the show and I, her, I didn't write it down. I believe the actress's name is just an initial like J. Uh, but anyway, you can look her up. Their dynamic in the show, Roman, uh, is my favorite. I do think in the end, Connor, if you watch the show, Connor and Willa, his new bride. So you had two things happen on the last episode. Logan's situation and Connor's wedding. But I think he may come on strong. So, you know, stick around. It's, it, the way the British people write shows, and we watch a lot of, uh, of shows by, by the Brits, they will always in the end, 99% of the time, bring the character from the very back, who is the quiet one. So I said, well, you know, the one unassuming... Do, would you like some tea? Where's the little Peter Pan collars? Or where's the the uh, jackets with the elbow patches kind of thing? They're always the villain in the end. Yep, mm, they bring it. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, saw something from, this is online, so if you want to look it up, Bon Appetit magazine. The writer is, uh, her name is Christian. I want to say it's McGlory, McGlory. Uh, she's writing about Joe's Bakery in Austin, Texas. It is now in the, the younger generation has taken the, the helm of it um, because it was started in 1962. The whole this woman, Kristen, is writing a excuse me a cookbook, and she's looking for great recipes. And she writes this whole article about how Joe's is known to have the best the crispiest bacon ever of any place. Crispy. What's the secret? So she decided to find out what was their secret at Joe's Bakery in Austin, Texas. Um, she said it's simply genius what they do, and it's very simple. It's actually a trick used by Southern cooks on many things forever. Want to know what it is? I'm about to tell you. They take and they, they fry on the grill, 4 a.m. every day, bacon, strip bacon, coated in all-purpose flour, put on baking sheets, and chilled overnight. They're chilled. Then when they cook them, they said for beginners, don't do that. If you don't have real experience in frying this kind of bacon, it, it won't turn out good. So just slide it in the oven bake it on the baking sheet with the flour. And what was also revealed in this article is what Southern women have done forever. They coat everything in flour because it protects the food item and it makes it 
it starts crisping the flour and that takes out moisture and then it holds the flavor in. Now for me, you can have crispy, the crispiest bacon in or you can have it. I don't like bacon to be fat. I like it cooked just right. Where you haven't cooked all the flavor out of it, it's my, that's my uh, complaint with a lot of fried foods. It's fried to death. There is no flavor left. There is, it's, you take chicken and the, and it's so crisp and it's so, so well done. The meat itself is dry and tough and has no flavor. So good for them at Joe's Bakery. They sound phenomenal. They make breakfast tacos with this and all sorts of, you know, breakfast things. Uh, when there are crumbles, I found this interesting, of bacon. They put the crumbles of bacon and bacon grease into their beans that are apparently phenomenal. Why did I find that so interesting? When I was a kid, my mother seasoned stuff with bacon, with the rendering of bacon, and then it became not healthy, not a good thing to do. So she stopped doing that. Well, guess what, people? It's back. And one thing that, that uh, Kristen says is about her, one of her relatives, grandmother, whatever, who used this kind of method of bacon, uh, cooking the uh, pork belly, uh, coated in bacon for breakfast, um, you know, lived to be in her 90s. So she said, you know, eat it, people, eat it. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I read. So uh, go look it up. Bon Appetit, uh, Kristen McGlory, or however you say your name. Uh, if you get a chance, look up those uh, those uh, bits on Jeremy Renner uh, on Kimmel and Brian Cox on uh, Stephen Colbert. And don't forget to keep smiling, really, because today's all you got. This moment's all you got. So use it. Use it by being happy, finding it, and it's easier perhaps to look at what you wish you had, don't have, whatever. But being grateful for, for what you do have and in our country on our worst days, the vast majority of us have plenty to smile about. Thank you so much for being with me today on my podcast. I greatly appreciate you. And don't forget to look up Gary at All Things Cruise and Splash Magazine, G-E-R-R-Y. It's pronounced Gary but it's spelled G-E-R-R-Y. Look for our YouTube channel on NorthPalmBeachLife.com, our, our website by the same name, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Don't forget, these podcasts are over on over 20 platforms. You're all over the map. We do look at the map. We see the red dots. We know you're there, and we appreciate it. Don't forget my books on Amazon. Thank you for sticking with me to hear about the bacon. Now go make it. Let me know how you feel about bacon coated in flour. I want to know. Thank you so much. This is Pam Barker. Thanks for being with me at Gigi in the 561. Stay with me.